0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: It is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, happy to be here with you. Not just because of everything that's going on in the world, but I'm just happy to be here with you. Kind of fond of you. I like you a lot. Now it's getting weird. Going to get even more weird as we listen to the Joe Rose Show talking with former Dolphin Mark Clayton. Joe Rose, Mark Clayton, they caught passes from Dan Marino. That's going to be interesting. Dan Levitard's show goes cruising while Hawk and Crowder talk to former Dolphin and tour Kim Bowcamper. Right now, though, let's dive into the headlines. The Miami Dolphins are reportedly interested in XFL wideout Cam Phillips. Phillips plays for the Houston Roughnecks. The Florida Panthers. Plan to pay part-time employees throughout the COVID-19 outbreak. Goalie Sergey Bobrovsky has donated $100,000 in support to the organization's employees. Former Canes kicker Bubba Baxa will transfer to the University of Houston. Baxa played his high school ball in H-Town. Inter-Miami CF announced Andres Cordero, Fernando Fiore, Kaylin, Kyle, and Ray Hudson will round out their broadcast team. It is expected matches will be aired on CBS. ESPN analyst Kirk Herbstreet says he would be shocked if there is college or pro football this fall. Neither the NCAA nor the NFL has altered its schedules so far. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. Ah. A message in a bottle from Germany traveled 19 years until landing on the shores of Ireland. Germany to Ireland? I'm guessing the message was, need more beer. A mother in Great Britain has gone viral after posting a video singing along to Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. In the video, she sings of having plenty of wine, snacks, gin, and homeschooling. It's official. She's my hot mess of the day. A patron of a Naples, Florida restaurant recently left a $10,000 tip. I'll serve that person almost anything for a tip like that. Packers QB Aaron Rodgers says he recently left Peru seconds before they locked the country down on a private jet. Hey, Aaron, did you bring some of that great Peruvian food back for us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now on the weather brought to you by Hialeah Park. Today's forecast, temperatures around 80 with a slight chance of rain. Let's get into some of that Joe Rose show. This is a treat right here. You may be locked up. You might not have much to do, but this is going to help you occupy your time. Joe Rose talks with former teammate Mark Clayton. What do they talk about? How he fell to the eighth round of the draft, coming in with a chip on his shoulder, and jumping over cars.
2: Marino back to throw. Under pressure. What's it for the far side. It is caught by Clayton. He's at the 45. Down to the 30. Back to the middle. 25, 20, 15, 10. He's gone. Five. Touchdown, Miami. What a great play, Mark Clayton. All right, well, how about that highlight? And joining us now, the eighth round pick, pick 223 of the 1983 draft. Mark Clayton joins the show this morning. Mark, good morning. How
3: are you, buddy?
4: Good morning. How y'all guys doing?
3: Man, we're doing great. And I'm going to get you back to South Florida at some point, man. We're missing out on too many damn good times, and I'm not in my 20s anymore. So you got to hurry. You got to hurry, get back here so we can act childish, man. Uh, I miss your ass real badly. I'm telling you right now. Sounds good, man.
4: We can can make that happen. We're going to make that happen.
3: (laughs) You know, of all the time I've been with you in the morning, late at night, at practice, sitting next to you for years while we're going through film study and putting in game plans and stuff. I almost forgot you were an eighth round pick. Like, how in the hell did that happen? You didn't just get good uh with the Dolphins. I, I was shocked to find out what happened, Mark. What did people tell you that you end up going in the eighth round?
4: Well, they, they you know, I had been worked out by the scouts all off season after my senior season and stuff, and everybody was telling me that they, they had me projected to go between the third and the and the in the fifth round, something like that and stuff. But you know, I was like man, I was all green and naive. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about in the first place. I just was happy that they were interested in me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, you know, then I, I the, the day of the draft, I ended up uh, um, just looking at the first round. I said, well, I didn't go in the first round, so it's time to go out and party. <laughs>
3: but you know, it's amazing. Like one of the reasons I was so surprised, you're one of the greatest athletes I have ever played with. Your ability to jump. Body control like you must have did they have you do all that stuff? You, you ran by everybody, by the way. Uh so that wasn't an issue. You had as many long plays as anybody. Did you have to do all that? You must have done well in all those tests with the NFL teams.
4: I, I, I did do all that and stuff and, and back then, if you can recall, they had two combines. They had one in Tampa and one in Detroit. And and, and just like all the other, you know, uh, uh, things that they had for, for, uh, seniors stuff. I got, uh, got overlooked in, in both of the, uh, combines too. I only got to go to one, uh, just like I didn't get to play in any postseason, uh, bowl games for seniors, not even the toilet bowl game, or the, the, or, the <laughs> east, or the, or the East West Shrine, uh, uh, the, the weakest uh, uh, bowl game for senior, I didn't get to play in any, so I wasn't able to, to showcase my my talent and skills there. But you know what, Joe Joe? Uh, um, you said I ran by everybody, but coming out of college and stuff, you know, I didn't run a fast 40. I did not run a fast 40. I think uh, um, my, my fastest 40 um coming out of college may have been like 4'6", you know, but, but, but I knew I was faster than a 4'6". But right. but 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 the time that I tested, I ran a four six. I think that was one of the things. They besides you on my stature, that was one of the things that kind of like maybe scared him off. I, I guarantee you, had I ran a four four or better. Anytime time I ran for them that year, I guarantee I would I wouldn't have lasted to the eighth round.
3: You realize, like, if you were to go today and you win the first round you, with your career, you'd be known as a great first round pick. You, you, you're aware of that. And how about this When You go in the eighth round, you wouldn't have been drafted today if you were in the eighth round. You'd be a you'd be a rookie free agent. How crazy is that?
4: That's very crazy. That's when I tell my story to uh, kids that uh, play football. I tell them that story right there. And today's standards, I wouldn't have even gotten drafted.
3: Uh, so did you come in with a little chip on you? You've never lacked confidence, my man. Uh, so that's never that's never been a problem at midnight, 8 in the morning, or 1 o'clock on Sunday has never been a problem. So did you come in with a little chip, or how would you treat it coming in? I
4: did, I come in with a big chip on my shoulder, even though I didn't really know the gist of what it took to even uh, make an NFL roster. But I still just felt like that I felt like I just got just overlooked again, because just like when I came out of high school, I got overlooked then. I only had two scholarships coming out of high school, and I thought I was pretty damn good in high school. And uh, so I got two scholarships coming out of high school. I felt like, wow, what a slap. Okay, so I'll go there, and I'll show them, you know. So I had to pick one of the two schools that uh, – either Indiana State or Louisville, so I said, hey, man, I want to get out of Indiana, so I'm going to go to Louisville, all 107 miles away from Indianapolis. And so, so I'm like, wow, I'm out of the house at least, you know. And then in college, again, like I said, man, you know, uh, uh, I was like, wow, man, you know, I had I had my senior year, I called for 1,114 yards, and, and I think I was like up there in like in second in the nation in average yard per catch, so I felt like I had a good senior year. So, uh, uh, you know, I was like, damn, man, I didn't get drafted to the eighth a- another slap in my face. Wow. you know. So, I, I, Yes, sir. Oh,
2: sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say what's amazing to me is and I said this to Joe earlier was it's not like you went to a small school. You didn't go to, you know, Duper went to Northwestern State, you know, whatever it was in
5: Louisiana. <laughs> and,
2: like, like, like a hey, lot of these guys, like, went to like these small schools. You went to you know, Louisville. Dupe might be listening. Don't be dogging Dupe now. No, I'm and not dogging Dupe. Right Dupe was a second round pick out of a small school. You went to Louisville. <laughs> the fact you had a good senior season, and you were well known. It's amazing to me that you lasted till the eighth round. It's amazing what like today's day and age, you have tape on everybody. But I can imagine back in the day, it wasn't hard to get tape from Louisville, probably from a smaller school like Dupe's. It's crazy.
4: That's true, and and we played stiff competition. You know, my senior, well played Florida State. Played Oklahoma State. We played. We played some. We were. Uh, uh, we wasn't in a conference back then. But uh, um, but we played big times. Big time schools. So you know they had to. You know I played golf. The other day with a guy who was on the Oklahoma State team the, the Jimmy Johnson coach, and he said, he said, man, I remember you played. He said you tore our butt up both games in Stillwater, <laughs> and we came the next year in Louisville. But I said, it still didn't get me drafted to the eighth round.
3: <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I did. Hey Mark, I got to ask you another part because people don't know this, and I do. You come in, and Duriel Harris is here, and Duriel was. About Duriel, yes. how hard was that? Fuel
4: to my fire. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, so what's that like when Durrell, who used to tell all of us, "I was here when you got here, and I'll be here when you're gone," was his was his go to line? How much that that of
4: that? That was extra. That was extra extra motivation right there. You know, because I said, "Man, I'm gonna show this guy. Man, he don't know me. Man, he couldn't talk that trash. He, you know, he, he." I looked at him like he's old. Yeah, I'm gonna have him looking over his shoulder. and I'm gonna take his job. Well, he's talking about he's gonna be here when he was he was here when I came, and he's gonna be here when I left. dude. And I, but I got a chance to to get him back though when when he didn't when he got up out of Miami, I said like, hey. And then we brought him back when Duper got here. I said hey, bro, you might have been here when I came, but I guarantee <laughs> you, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be here when you're gone. <laughs> oh my
3: god, that, that was payback. Uh, payback was, was crazy. Right, right. It is pretty cool this time of year though when. People start. I mean, it doesn't make you feel any better about being eighth round pick, but but Clay, the things you're able to do, man. Like when they do that draft steal and start looking at picks to get you in the eighth round, whatever it was, because at that point you were jumping over the rim in the off season playing basketball and jumping over cars for money. By the way, is that story? Is that story true? About you jumping over the car?
4: All true. All true. It was, what it kind of, was dumb, but it was it was true. That it was dumb.
3: What kind of car was that that you jumped? I can't believe you jumped over a
4: Volkswagen. The
3: who, who'd you have that bet? who you have
4: that bet with? Uh, one of those, one of my buddies, drinking buddies in college.
3: <laughs>
6: you, <laughs> you, know, you are I too did, much, man.
4: I, I, I did that for ten dollars in a. In a, in a uh, and uh some uh, a bull slip smart liquor bull <laughs> <laughs> a 40 a 40 have... ounce of Slit <laughs> smart liquor <Bull. laughs>
3: you must have been real thirsty or really wanted to party man to, to, to do that that was uh that was crazy hey should you look back uh, during that time just that draft class uh Danny's taken into the first round. Even old Reggie Roby, man, who was—he was a little different dude. Now he's a little different bird. He flew a little different, but he could punt. My man was damn good. That's pretty good draft, huh?
4: Oh my god! You know what though? I, I, I look back over the throughout the years, and and I look at you know my whole the class of '83 draft. That whole oh, draft, crazy. not just the Dolphins draft, but the every that whole 80, 1983 draft. Man, we put some studs in the league, and we got like seven or eight, nine Hall of Famers in that draft right there.
3: It's uh, it's unbelievable. Listen, my man, we uh, we just wanted to have you come on, man, and uh, share some of that history of all those things. Five hundred eighty two catches, almost nine thousand yards in eighty four touchdowns my god and a lot of them seemed like yesterday man they, uh, they were special
4: maybe maybe one day i'll i'll, I'll get a little recognition you know down the line maybe know people will recognize what i did in camp.
3: maybe uh i hope so let me tell you does that does that is that something does that bother you a little bit that everybody mm. talks about it but nobody's doing it with you
4: mm. No, no, no. You know, you know, that sure that would be a hell of an accomplishment an accolade for me. And I'm probably put that at the top of the, of my list right there of things that happened to me in my lifetime. But uh, uh you know, you know, I don't have any control over that right there. I, you know, I, I did what I had control over. I played out there on the field. Now it's up to the other people to to acknowledge what I did on the field. It's not up to me.
3: Well I gotta tell you the best move you've made is that woman you married. That's what I think. That 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 is special right there. Now that that night in Houston was special right there that night was crazy.
4: Hey, you know, hey. A blind squirrel finds a nut every, every now and then. And, a, and, and a, a, clock, a broken clock is right twice a day. So I, I'm good to go. I, I think yeah. I'm good right there. Well,
3: listen, one thing left, man. We got to get you back down here. I think everybody misses you, Clayton. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate you getting up early with us, man. Thank you.
4: Not a problem, Joe. Anytime, man. Uh, um, we, we can do this again soon.
1: Doesn't get much better than that. Joe Rose, Mark Clayton, they both caught passes from the great Dan Marino. I can remember as a child. Mark Clayton. That guy could play. Also seems like he could party. So, Mark Clayton's ever in town. I want to hang out with he and Joe Rose. Sounds like a good time. It's always a good time with the Dan Lebitard Show. Weekdays from 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. Up next... They're going cruising on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. I am also on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Go ahead and follow me. I promise you, you will not catch coronavirus, at least not from my account. You can always step in the day spa sanitized day spa, very clean, at least when we talk about germs. It's not always clean when we talk about content, but uh, get into it at Dan Day Radio. You can always get into the Dan Levitard's Show right here on 560 The Joe weekdays from 10 to 1. Earlier today, the team was talking about Jason Williams wants to
7: go cruising and middle-of-nowhere football. Or is it football? Jason Williams says play the NBA season on cruise ships. Alan, do you have that sound for me? This is Jay Williams, uh, Jay, Willi- Jay Williams on Golik and Wingo. Here he is saying let's play the rest of the NBA season at sea.
5: And then you already have Mickey Arison, who is the owner of the Miami Heat, who owns Carnival Cruises. Now, granted, Carnival Cruises has been going through some challenging times as of late with some of the cruise ships and what they've been dealing with. Uh, but I, I think if the NBA, if, you're, if you are trying to find a way, if this happens in May or June, we're still not in that great, great place, but maybe we're in a better place. Maybe if you can take two of those massive cruise ships and there's testings before everybody goes on the ship, you allow the player and their immediate family, being that wife or their kids, are allowed, are allowed to go away. With them, And you have an Eastern Conference cruise ship, and you have a Western Conference cruise ship. Obviously, everything is sterilized all the time. You have the media companies that are able to drop their equipment in. You never really go too shore. You stay out on the cruise ships, and you build two courts on those cruise ships. Now, I know fans may not be allowed to go, but still, uh, broadcasting companies could actually broadcast these games. Team members and their family members could be isolated to a degree for that span of that's 40 days, whatever it may be. And then you're allowed to potentially have... These games, the Eastern Conference Finals, you go right into the playoffs, maybe you give a week for each team to prepare, uh, but you go right into that for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, and then you have the championship game on a cruise ship. A
7: truly horrible idea. (laughs) Like, uh, not merely merely horrible and not merely truly horrible, but I've got to emphasize a truly horrible idea (laughs) all around uh, to do it that way. So thank you to Jay Williams for providing that uh, for us on Golic and Wingo.
2: I was laughing at him until I heard the idea of an Eastern Conference cruise ship. Where, and that's a Western where he lost conference me. As well. cruise ship.
7: That is very. that is exactly where he lost me, Stugatz. I was like, I was actually entertaining it. I'm thinking for a second, you know what? Let's see. Maybe we play it on the cruise ship. Now why does there need to be an Eastern Conference cruise ship and a Western Conference cruise ship? Now it's patently absurd. Now you've crossed the line, Jay Williams. Stugatz, uh, Mike, Ryan was telling me during the break that something that England is doing is they are thinking about the soccer teams finishing the season by just going to the middle of the country. It's not the Jay Williams cruise ship idea. Right. But it's, uh, I'm wondering who first to market is going to be. Like, I, you know, it might be Khabib and Ferguson, but one of these sports teams is going to try and get out there and start making some money. Mike Florio's out here suggesting that the NFL already consider playing all of its games in the middle of nowhere with no fans, wherever middle of nowhere is. I don't even know where middle of nowhere would be. Uh, is it West <laughs> Virginia? Is it Wyoming? What is middle of nowhere? All right, put it on the poll, Gamble at Lebitard Show. Middle of nowhere, West Virginia, Wyoming, um, Maine, or Vermont?
2: I think it's one of the
7: Dakotas. Oh, to be that's honest. a good one. Yeah. One of the Dakotas. Yeah. One of the Dakotas. Okay, we could let the scientists do all the measurements on where the best place is to do uh, to get our sports fix.
2: I'll tell you one place that's trying to get a head start on everyone is golf, Dan. We talked about this last week. Mike and I just clamoring for the Valero Open. But now Chris sent me a story last night where on social media Phil Mickelson is talking about him versus Tiger Woods one-on-one on a course and they only need three people and everyone will be screened and tested. Each one needs a caddy and they need one camera person and they're going to stream it live. That would be amazing.
7: Amazing. <laughs> okay, I don't know why they need a caddy. They need to go ahead and they need to go ahead, put it on the poll, Guillermo, at Levitard Show, Do Tiger and Phil in this major pay-per-view event have to caddy their own bag. But Billy was arguing with Mike what, Stukant? Well, I mean, listen, caddies are no longer work Right now, and they need money. So, okay. if you test a couple of the caddies, I don't know what you're doing here, man. All right, like I'm I trying feel not bad to get, get people caddies. sick. I'm right. trying to not get people sick. What do you mean you don't know what I'm doing? What, Billy? You have
8: a caddy every day, Dan.
7: Oh, that's true. That is true. Thank you, Billy. I appreciate it. Um, you were supporting Stugatz during the break on his idea, or on supporting Jay Williams's idea that we play the entire basketball season on cruise ships. As I mentioned, a truly horrible idea.
2: I think we should cut not, Jay Williams some slack. Idea, this is why, I did. Everybody knows that there's
8: problems right now, correct? But not a lot of people are coming with solutions. Jay Williams is a solution man. So, yes. This is an unprecedented time. Is his idea of the NBA getting two cruise ships, one for the Eastern Conference, one for the Western Conference, crazy? Possibly. Is having every player and their family on a cruise for over 40 days crazy? Maybe. I don't know. But what's your solution? He's just throwing it out there, trying to help Commissioner Silver, who I don't know if he's trying to come up with solutions, but it seems like Jay Williams is trying to come up with solutions. You have the Eastern Conference ship. You have the Western Conference ship. And then what happens when they play each other? Where do they play if there's two ships? Stugats,
7: where do they play?
2: We don't know yet, but they're playing for the championship. (laughs) I mean, how about that?
7: (laughs) The championship. Stugats. It's the joke. You practiced it. We asked you not to talk. Uh, you talked as soon as, uh, Billy did. I asked Mike Ryan, I'm like, is Stu totally clear on the fact that it's hard to do the show this way and it's not everyone serving his every whim. He's got to hold out and not step on any of the Billy stuff. And you, what are you, what are you pointing your sausage finger at me for? That was 100% your fault. What happened there?
2: If we went back and rolled back the tape, what you would find is you threw that to me and not Billy. You actually addressed it. You asked it in the form of a question. And you said, Stugat. That's why I went. I quickly realized Billy and I were talking over each
7: other, and I backed away yep, from Stugatz. the mic. Why? Because Stugatz. I'm a team Stugatz. player. Two minutes. Get out of here. Like oh, just my lying. God. It's just a series of lies. Bathroom. It's just to cover. Yeah, get to the bathroom. Stay there for a while. Just like a series of total lies there. You No, t- don't put the microphone down and get out of here. Don't take it to the bathroom with you. Do not leave the microphone there. You don't get to give takes from the toilet. You fouled up everything about that segment okay we had a good segment lined up you said i did not say Stugots. there was no nobody was referencing you and all i said to you is please lay out so billy can talk and what you did is you thundered in there and you fouled up the entirety of the segment unbelievable man it's not hard enough to do this show this way i i just said to Stu, i just said to him lay out so that billy and he's like i don't know where they play the championship dan this, what's gonna come unraveled here, Billy, is how many of your jokes he's responsible he's not responsible for. That's what's gonna end up happening here. People are gonna realize that the whole mask is gonna get uncovered here, and people are gonna know that you've been using Stugatz stugats as a puppet for seven years.
8: Couldn't even get to the part where we were talking about who captains the ship so he could just say the Admiral. <laughs>
3: It's unbelievable,
1: got At this point, I wouldn't mind seeing some football in the middle of nowhere or basketball on cruise ships, but maybe it wouldn't be the same. We'll have to wait and see. I'm predicting. This is strictly me predicting. Everything will get back to normal probably Labor Day, so we might get the football season in. I'm thinking mm, basketball, baseball, maybe a shortened baseball season. I don't know. I want to stay optimistic at this point, although it seems like every day I'm getting a little bit more pessimistic. So I'm going to stay optimistic and say everything will be back to normal as soon as it gets back to normal. That is not very much of a prediction, nonetheless. Labor Day. Labor Day. I'm just guessing. I'm not guessing what's coming up next. It's the Hawk and Crowder Show talking to the man, the myth, the legend. He was on Ace Ventura, Kim Camper. This is the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan Day, and I am healthy. Oh, please let me say that every day for the rest of my life. Not just in these times. For the rest of my life. Because the way I live, being healthy is a must. That makes no sense. But then again, not a lot of things are making sense these days. Things that are going on. Hawk and Crowder, they don't always make a ton of sense, but... They were joined by Kim Bocamper. Does he bring a little more sanity to the situation? Nah, I guess a little bit. They talk about binge watching, which we all seem to be doing these days. State of the restaurant industry here in South Florida and really kind of around the world, plus the Dolphins upcoming draft. He
8: played his entire NFL career with the Miami Dolphins only the Miami Dolphins and uh, nowadays he is ubiquitous on Dolphins broadcasts he is always part of the team and I think a lot of people in South Florida are very familiar with his restaurants as well and he's joining us now hello Bo
6: how are you guys doing? Shani, what is, I thought you'd be living in the high red district up in Bof- uh, Boca. Not the, and Hawk would be down somewhere south. What's that all about?
9: <laughs> no, man. I'm a Davy guy. Once I <laughs> retired, Bo, I yeah. sold my house in Davy. Me and my wife looked around. Yeah. I'm talking about from uh, Wellington all the way to Coral yeah. Gables, and I moved right back to Davy. Right where, to where Davey. I started
6: it. Yeah. Well, that's your spot. Get a little John Bolton, you're at. In your backyard, I'm sure, and you're ready to go whenever you need to. My man,
8: he's I a, know it he's, is. he's gonna be following his dad's footsteps when he gets older. A little, uh, <laughs> little, uh, what, like a little lake house up in uh, some unincorporated <laughs> area in South Carolina. And you I, know, you know I,
9: I tried to do it early when I retired from down here. When I, after I sold yeah. the house, I told my wife I was like, hey, let's move up to Georgia, out to the woods, you know, yeah. get some land with a lake. She said, have a good time. I'm not leaving <laughs> South Florida. I said, yeah, well, uh, that makes my decision for me. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you, know, you know, I always enjoy joining you guys, but but you're really cutting in on, in on my on my rifleman time. I'm missing you know I'm missing <laughs> out on a good episode of Chuck chuck connor's getting something done right now and i don't know what's going on
8: look at that bow camper at home watching the rifleman things have gotten uh things have gotten bleak ladies and gentlemen hey,
6: what do- I-, I do
8: i want to talk dolphins with you but i want to yeah. ask you as a business owner because you've got the restaurants and a lot of people know you from the restaurants um yeah. how are you holding up i mean this is such a crazy time
6: yeah it's it's tough you know it's 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 you know, it's, it's good and it's bad. You know, the good thing is that we're still, four of our stores are still open. We're doing takeout and delivery, and that's allowing us to feed our customers and then give them a little bit of a little feel of, of normalcy. And, and it's allowing us to keep percentage of our employees working, which is the most important thing to us right now is to keep our employees working so they can get a paycheck and, and you know, keep keep their, but, but you know, we've we've had to lay off. You know, we, we laid off 300 people or more, you know. Wow. Hourly people and and it's you, know, you hate to do it but you don't have any choice and and I think they all understand but it certainly doesn't make it any easier when you're putting that many people out on the street at one time so we're we're fortunate to be able to help out people uh, we're trying to do stuff for first responders fifty percent off whenever they come in and take care of them because they're they're out there on the on the front line so we're trying to do our best for them and it's tough and look I've already talked to. Probably two or three people that I know in the restaurant business who say they're not coming back. They, they closed down, and, and that's wow. it. They're, they're going to they're move on to something else. So, so I, don't know, I don't think when this thing passes by, and hopefully it's soon, but uh, you're probably going to see somewhere between twelve to twenty percent of the restaurants probably don't even bother coming back, which is you know, which is which is a pretty sad state of affairs. But it is what it is. It's the whole world's under this this um, under this black cloud right now, and, and all we can do is. Try to stay healthy and get through it and, and see what happens after that.
9: And, Kim, I want to ask you, like, from the restaurant side, is there any insurances? I know if you're, like, fire insurance as hurricane insurances. Yeah. Is there any insurance well, in the restaurant business? Well, there's,
6: there, there's everybody. I just read an article uh, today about Thomas Keller out in uh, Northern California in Youngville. He's got French Laundry and all these high-end restaurants, and, and, and we're, we're looking into it, too, because... You know, everyone's got business interruption insurance, or most people do. And so he's having to sue to try to get that done because, you know, and then we've talked to our people and we've got our, our attorneys working on this because they're going, well, you know, it's not, there's nothing keeping you from open right now. You go, what do you mean? There's nothing keeping you from open. Yeah, so <laughs> they, they look, It's like any relationship with with a policyholder and an insurer. Policyholder wants his money. The insurer is going to do everything they can not to give you their money. And so so I think that's, that's what a lot of people are going to be going through with this uh Business interruption, Paul. But that's, I think, from an insurance standpoint, Channing. That's really our only, our, our only opportunity. Now, the stimulus package presents some other opportunities for um, for short term loans and some different things. So we're looking into all that. I, I think we're confident that we're going to come out of it on the other side. It's going to be a massive undertaking, and it's going to be a big, uh, a, a big job getting back to where not not only us, you know, everybody. And I just talked to John Offord all today. Elliot Wolf. I talked to him from, uh, you know, from Coconuts and Top Hat Deli. And his places and other things. So everybody's trying to figure this out as you go. It's almost a day. You know, I kind of get up in the morning every day and turn on the TV and see, well, what's new now and what's new that's going to affect us in a positive way and what's going to affect us in a business way. So we got our health. And everybody I know in our in our in our in our partnership and our groups are you know are healthy. So that's that's the other thing that's that's very important to us all.
8: Kim Bo Camper is with us. So give uh, give a little uh, promotion here to the restaurants that you have that are open. So maybe this weekend uh, people will uh, order some uh, some takeout and yeah. uh, and keep local restaurants open. Which of your locations are open?
6: Well, we're we're open in Oakland Park, and, and Oakland Park is kind of unique because we've got a lot of boats come up. You know, we've got a dock out there that's not that's not really attached to our restaurant, so you can go. And to go and, and just sit there on the dock and we got tables out there and you can sit there and eat. It's probably as close as you can get to a, to a dining experience. You know, you, you order at the, uh, the counter and then, uh, you know, our person just drops it by and to go stuff and it keeps on moving. Uh, plantation is open. Miramar is open, uh, and our Naples store is open. We've uh, Las Olas. Uh, we shut down. We shut down a restaurant in Estero and uh, and the beach shut down because there's you know the, the beaches beaches are closed, and, and all the right. all the hotels down there are closed. So there's like literally nobody down the beach. So um, but we're trying to figure out something with that restaurant to where we can maybe help out the homeless or help out some people that are in really in dire need and, uh, and and use it that way. But that won't be that restaurant will be used for for anything other than that type of a situation.
8: Well, if you're looking to order in this week. And uh, Bow Campers, do it. Let's let's take care of those who are good to the show and uh, local businesses that have been around for a while. So everybody make it a point this weekend if you're in the area of a Bow Campers, order in some food. Kim Bow Camper is with us. Let me segue to football here. NFL has pretty much said the draft is going to go on as scheduled. I think it's good news. I think you got to yeah. do whatever you can to keep things normal. Do you think the draft should happen? And, and does it create a disadvantage for a team like the Dolphins, who have three first-round draft picks?
6: No, I don't think it does. I think it'll be business as usual. You, you know, back, you know, back and back when I was drafted, there, there was no ESPN, there was no hoopla. You didn't even know. Yeah, you, you sat at home waiting for a phone to ring to find out when you were drafted. You didn't know if they were if they were in the tenth pick of the draft, or the tenth round. There was seventeen rounds back then, and so and they, and, it, and it all worked out fine for everybody. Uh, you know, the one thing about it is you, you talk about sports any sport whether it's football basketball baseball everyone's playing everyone's on a level field everyone's in the same situation follow the same rules so i think if they just go into a go into a studio do the draft you know there won't be any players there but you 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 know the excitement will still be there if you're a Dolphin fan. You're going to be watching. If you're a, a Buffalo fan, you're going to be watching. You know, you're, the fans are going to watch because they want to know who's going to be on their team. So, you know, you just miss out. The players will miss out on being there for the event, especially in Las Vegas, and which has become a very special uh, moment for those players to get drafted. and They get to go up on the on the stage with Roger Goodell. Um, so that'll be. But, but I think as far as business, business will get done. The draft will work out fine. Everyone's going to know where they'll go. The big question is, is what is going to be the amount of off-season work that they get to between. Whenever this when this virus passes in the time that they're cleared to get back out on the football field and start working, some people are saying, you know, the first time they may get bent and they get together, maybe at uh, training camp whenever that begins now. Now, that would be a difficult situation for the teams, much more difficult for the teams like the Dolphins or some of these other teams, the Redskins, or all these teams that are trying to rebuild their team. Much more difficult for them than, say, the Kansas City Chiefs or the 49ers or the Rams or some of those teams like that who had their groups together for a while and and really could probably function just as well without OTAs, mini camps, and all those things that, uh, that may... It, it, more and more as the days go on more and more it looks like a lot of those things maybe fall by the wayside to some degree
9: and Bo you speak about the rebuild and the Dolphins you know with those 14 picks they have coming up you know in the draft that that's a big part but the free agency yeah. they they yeah. brought some guys in already and they still have 30 million dollars you know to spend this offseason how do you feel about the at the acquisitions the Dolphins have added to the roster Canning, right? I think we all
6: looked at the roster prior to free agency and said wow man there are a lot of holes to fill in this football team uh you know and then you let Rashad Jones go you could see that coming, but another guy that's meant a lot to this organization for for 10 years and so another hole that you need to fill. But I think when you look at the ten guys that they've they've signed, they filled a lot of holes. You know, they get the kid Ted Karras, a center. They get uh, Eric Flowers uh, for as that guard. And you kind of feel that Michael Beeter going to be better than he was last year. So you know, you kind of feel pretty good about the the middle of that offensive line, which allows you to go out and and, and maybe run down a tackle, maybe two tackles. Talking to somebody a couple of days ago and talking about the tackle, and you say, well, you know, yeah, grab a tackle, left tackle. Well you know what, if you're going to get Tua, to you may want to grab a right tackle. you got a left-handed quarterback. You know, that, that right tackle may be more important than the left tackle. So that may affect what happens in uh, you know when you go in the uh, go looking for tackles? But I think you know. You, so anyway, you you filled some holes in the offensive line. You go out and get Byron Jones. You're gonna have two very good cornerbacks with X on one side and Byron on the other side. And then you go out and you get guys that can rush the passer. Kyle Van Noy can do everything, and he he's you he can play just about any position. He gives you pass rush. Shaq Lawson's gonna give you pass rush. Ogba is gonna get you give you pass rush. So you've got some people there. When you talk about Dom's had twenty three sacks last year, worse than the NFL. And at times, the quarterbacks were just sitting back there with the impunity, picking and choosing where they wanted to throw to. You know this, you've got good coverage in the secondary, it's going to help your pass rush. If you got a good pass rush up front, going to help your secondary. And I think with the inclusion of those pass rushers, the addition of Byron Jones on the other side, uh, opposite of X, and then you look at the safety position, and you've got Bobby McCain, Eric Rowe, Jamal Wilson, Nick Needham, all guys that played a lot of significant downs last year. And those guys are probably going to make up the bulk of, your, of the safety position position and all of them have experience at cornerback all of them have experience covering and look at Eric Rowe Eric Rowe showed last year that you know he could be he's probably the, the best guy we've had over the last Ten years that can neutralize uh, a tight end. He did a great job uh, during the course of the year. They kind of found a spot for him in there, working over the tight ends, and so that helps. So you know, I think you got a nice look in the secondary. You got a nice, you know, a nice start to the offensive line, linebacker wise. You, you're 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 in good shape there. You got a lot of receivers. So to me, now you look at running back. I know they picked up Jordan Howard. That helps, but you like to see him draft another running back, and again, then and then quarterback and, and a couple tackles, and, and and I think I think this team's a lot closer to being a solid group of starters, much closer than it was last year, uh, and we haven't even gotten to the drafts yet.
8: Yeah, I think we totally agree with you. And I uh, I got to wrap it up because we're up against a break. But I would ask you, I mean, the the notion of an AFC East without Tom Brady on the Patriots, yeah. Crowder and I kind of feel like the division is up for grabs. I'm not ready to yeah. anoint the Buffalo Bills, yeah. the the division leaders, and certainly not the Jets. And I don't think the New England Patriots did very well in free agency. So I, I think it's up for the taking for the Dolphins.
6: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think, you know, obviously you take Tom Brady away from New England and, and now you get to see it Brady or was it Belichick, right? Everyone's been waiting to, waiting to figure that answer out for a long time. But they're certainly not going to be the team that they were with Tom Brady. Uh, you know, they let Gaskowski go, has been really good for him for like 14 years, however long he's been there. So they're kind of going through a little rebuild there. And the Jets, I, I still don't know what the Jets are. I, I don't know, you know, what, what their situation is. They still seem to be a little bit of disarray up there. Uh, you got Buffalo coming out of the playoffs. They feel good about themselves. You know, they go out and get Digs and some other guys out there to, to help rebuild that team. And To me, when I look at it right now on paper, at at this point we haven't, like as I said, this is pre-draft. I I think right now, if you're going to pick, just pick two out of the hat. I would say Buffalo and the Dolphins are probably the. The front runners to, to take this division. Now, things can happen between now and then, but uh, from where it stands right now, I, I feel pretty comfortable there.
8: Kim Bo Camper, if you're looking for some food this weekend, hit up a Bow Camper's restaurant and uh, and pump some money into, uh, like I say, local businesses that have been here for us for a long time. Thank you for making time for us, Bo, and uh, yeah, keep social distancing.
6: Yeah, all right. Hey, I just want everyone out there to stay safe and do everything you're supposed to do, and, uh, and we'll get through this thing together.
1: Hawk and Crowder talking to Kim Bocamper. Some highlights and some lowlights in that one. The restaurant industry, oh, man, it is suffering. If you're one of those people, my heart condolences go out to you. Hopefully we can repair, rebuild our livelihoods as soon as possible. We're going to try to keep it as normal and as great as possible. Will this draft happen from the NFL? I think the draft will go down. And I think the Dolphins will actually get a very good draft. They got a lot of picks. They can't mess on all of them, right? That, see, that's me being pessimist. Let's be optimistic. Maybe they hit on all of them. Yeah, the Dolphins are going to hit on all their draft picks, and the world's just going to go, swoom from there. Telling you, the draft is going to be a saving grace of not only Miami, the whole world, but especially the Miami Dolphins. I'd like to thank you for joining me. I'm going to keep coming to you every single weekday from 6 to 7 right here on 560 The Joe. You can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows you've heard on this radio station, wherever you get your podcast for free, the radio.com app, which is free, or our website, wqam.com, which is absolutely free. And if you have more free time, you can follow me on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Yep, it's free to follow, and I am coronavirus free especially online till next time this is the best of the joe show later slug
0: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof